Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 9. The Pride of Perks. Part 2. When they got home, Peter had grown confidential over helping Mother to get the breakfast and had told her their plans. There's no harm in it, said Mother, but it depends how you do it. I only hope he won't be offended and think it's charity. Poor people are very proud, you know. It isn't because he's poor, said Phyllis. It's because we're fond of him. I'll find some things that Phyllis has outgrown, said Mother. If you're quite sure you can give them to him without his being offended. I should like to do some little thing for him because he's been so kind to you. I can't do much because we're poor ourselves. What are you writing, Bobby? Nothing particular, said Bobby, who had suddenly begun to scribble. I'm sure he'd like the things, Mother. The morning of the 15th was spent very happily in getting the buns and watching Mother make A.P. on them with pink sugar. You know how it's done, of course. You beat up whites of eggs and mix powdered sugar with them and put in a few drops of cochineal. And then you make a cone of clean white paper with a little hole at the pointed end and put the pink egg sugar in at the big end. It runs slowly out of the pointed end, and you write the letters with it just as though it were a great fat pen full of pink sugar ink. The buns looked beautiful with A.P. on every one, and when they were put in a cool oven to set the sugar, the children went up to the village to collect the honey and the shovel and the other promised things. The old lady at the post office was standing on her doorstep. The children said good morning politely as they passed. Er, stop a bit, she said. So they stopped. Those roses, said she. Did you like them, said Phyllis. They were as fresh as fresh. I made the needlebook, but it was Bobby's present. She skipped joyously as she spoke. Here's your basket, said the post office woman. She went in and brought out the basket. It was full of fat red gooseberries. I dare say Parks's children are like them, said she. You are an old dear, said Phyllis, throwing her arms around the old lady's fat waist. Perks will be pleased. I won't be half so pleased as I was with your needlebook, and the tie, and the pretty flowers and all, said the old lady, patting Phyllis's shoulder. You good little souls that you are. Look here, I've got pram round the back in the wood lodge. It was got for my Emmy's first that didn't live but six months, and she never had but that one. I'd like Mrs. Perks to have it. It'll be a help to her with that great big boy of ours. Will you take it along? Oh, said all the children together. When Mrs. Ransom had got out the perambulator and taken off the careful papers that covered it and dusted it all over, she said, Well, there it is. I don't know but what I'd have given it to her before if I'd have thought of it. Only I didn't quite know if she'd accept it from me. You'd tell her it was my Emmy's little one's prime. Oh, isn't it nice to think there's going to be a real-life baby in it again? Yes, said Mrs. Ransom, sighing, and then laughing. Here, I'll give you some peppermint cushions for the little ones. And then you run along before I give you the roof off my head and the clothes off my back. All the things that had been collected for perks were packed into the perambulator, and at half-past three, Peter and Bobby and Phyllis wheeled it down to the little yellow house where perks lived. The house was very tidy. On the window ledge was a jug of wildflowers, big daisies and red sorrel, and feathery flowery grasses. There was a sound of splashing from the wash house, and a partly washed boy put his head round the door. Mother's a changing of herself, said he. Down in a minute, a voice sounded down the narrow, freshly scrubbed stairs. 
The children waited. Next moment, the stairs creaked and Mrs. Perks came down, buttoning her bodice. Her hair was brushed very smooth and tight, and her face shone with soap and water. I'm a bit late changing, miss, she said to Bobby. Owing to me, I've had an extra day of clean-up today, along of Perks happening to, to name its being his birthday. I don't know what put it into his head to think of such a thing. We keeps the children's birthdays, of course. But him and me, we're too old for such like. As a general rule, we knew it was his birthday, said Peter, and we've got some presents for him outside in the perambulator. As the presents were being unpacked, Mrs. Perks gasped. When they were all unpacked, she surprised and horrified the children by sitting suddenly down on a wooden chair and bursting into tears. Oh, don't, said everybody. Oh, please don't. And Peter added, perhaps a little impatiently, what on earth is the matter? You don't mean to say you don't like it. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.